Hi guys, and welcome to the Self-Development Collective Podcast. So today's episode is all about how to create change in our lives with three simple steps. So a question that we got asked recently was how, or sorry, what steps do I start with when I'm trying to change my life? So I thought this would be a really good episode to get started and back into it with because the thing with change is it can be really overwhelming because there's so much information out there and we don't know where to start. So especially with things like Instagram these days, you know, we're so lucky in that we have access to so much information, but at the same time, that can be super overwhelming. So what steps do we start with? How do we start to change? How do we change our lives? What are three simple things that we can do? This is what this episode today is about. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. Okay, so the first thing that I would suggest, the first step that I would work with when it comes to how to change our life is self-awareness. So self-awareness is being aware of the self. So it's being aware of our thoughts, our behaviors, um, our actions, our feelings as they come up and and, um, after they come up. So I say as they come up and after they come up because sometimes we're not able to recognize what's happening in the situation. Sometimes it's about recognizing what comes up. Um, and becoming aware of it after something happens and being more self-reflective after the situation happens. So the reason that I recommend self-awareness first whenever we're figuring out how to change our lives is because without it, we're unaware of what's driving us. So what happens is our brain tries to make our lives easier, which is very ironic because it's It's a protective thing that it does where it uses past experiences um, to determine our actions, right? That's what drives us. Our brain will look at a situation and go, hey, we've been here before. This is what we have to do uh, because this is the experience that we've had. But the challenge is that we continuously work from this area where we're automatic in our behavior. We literally work off past experiences, past learnings, past feelings. Our brain uses that to make decisions. And unless we're aware of that, we keep living and making decisions based on past feelings, past experiences, not actually what's happening in the present moment. So that's why with self-awareness, to actually start developing it, the most important thing is to first start working with getting back into the present moment. So what happens is, like in the membership, this is the first thing that we work through. And the first thing that we work on creating is a self-awareness moment. Just a couple of minutes where we're fully aware of what's happening in that moment and we usually go back to the five senses. So if this is something that you want to practice, it's basically real. It's so simple. You can do it. um, We recommend doing it just like adding it to your routine in the morning or at night. A simple thing that you can do is literally just being in that moment. So brushing your teeth or having a shower, feeling the Going back to the five senses, say you're in the shower, you literally think of uh, three things you can see, three things you can feel, three things you can touch, three things you can smell, and three things you can taste. And the whole idea of that is bringing us back into the moment exactly where we are and becoming aware of, of what's happening in our bodies because that's usually where our feelings lie, right? That's usually where we can start to understand how we're feeling and observe it as opposed to react out of it. So that's why with self-awareness, we always recommend first creating that self-awareness moment. So 
Self-awareness is really about recognizing the automatic behaviors that drive us. Now, the reason that that's so important is because change usually, we usually try to change in two different ways. So the first way that we try to change is we tend to recognize that we want to change something. So we set a goal, we create a plan, and then we try to take action. So for me, it was, for example, I used to set a goal of creating um, the membership, and then I would create a plan, and then I'd start to take action and get stuck procrastinating, um, get stuck in that self-criticism and go back to setting the goal, planning, and then getting stuck in the action area again. So that's one way that we try to create change. Now, uh, another way that we try to create change is through our automatic responses, right? So usually for me, this is played up more in personal relationships. So what happens is with those automatic responses, for example, in a relationship, say, or even in a friendship, Say someone does something, we usually have a response to that. Sometimes that response, that what they do triggers us and then we have a certain response. So this would come up a lot and I talk about this a lot in communication with partners. So for example, if I'm someone who has had past experiences with being having a parent or a caregiver that used to ignore me when they were angry... I might find it really difficult when someone ignores me when they're angry. And what happens is I find that behavior triggering and then I react in a certain way. And that's usually an automatic response. So usually in our intimate relationships or our relationships with people, we tend to have a trigger and then a response. And this is something that happens a lot with family and it's what makes change challenging. Because for example, if one of the areas of our life that we want to change is something with our relationships or something with our family, unless we're aware of what's triggering us and our automatic response to that, we tend to keep getting stuck in that loop of trigger response, trigger response. Um, And that's, for example, something that you might find too with parents where they might criticize you in a certain way. So that's the trigger. And then you tend to have this automatic response and you just keep looping all the time. Um, Something as well can happen when trying to take action and working on something that you know you didn't get approval from, then maybe the thing is the self-critic comes up, which is again, that response to that feeling of trying to do your own thing, feeling like you can't. And then you respond by procrastinating, getting stuck in that criticism, avoiding the situation. So that's what I like to really think about. We have change in two ways. We have either we can try and change by looking at what triggers us and being aware of our automatic responses, but we can also look at the plans, the goals and the plans that we're making and how we get stuck in that action. So there's those two things that I would say to look at first. So what happens is either way with self-awareness, we are able to see where we're getting stuck in the action or where the trigger is causing that automatic behavior and becoming aware when that automatic behavior gets comes up or realizing in that area where we're acting, where we keep getting stuck. So Without that self-awareness, we're not really aware, we're not really like we we're not really aware of how that action, how we're getting stuck in that action loop, or how we're continuously being triggered, right? We're going in wanting to change, but without that self-awareness, we don't know what we're changing. So that's why I love talking about self-awareness and I always recommend it as the first place to start when someone is trying to change their lives. Without that self-awareness, we don't actually know what we're changing, right? So that's step number one. Step number two is figuring out 
not just what we want to change, but how we want to change it. Because when we decide how we want to change, that then gives us an indication on what steps to take, what further steps, what goals to set, um, what direction we want to go in. So the next step that I would recommend working on is your vision and your values. Now, the reason that I say these two steps or the reason that I recommend working on vision and values is because it's something that we often avoid um, or not even, it doesn't even come into our into our minds when we think about change. And it's so interesting because, you know, we can develop self-awareness and we can become self-aware in those moments. We can see what's holding us back, what stories we're telling ourselves, what actions or feelings are holding us back. But then how do we know what steps to take? How do we know which way we want to go unless we know what's meaningful to us? And the first way to figure out what's meaningful to us is to work on our vision and our values. So our vision is us looking at where we want to go, what we want to experience. And one of the most important things I, I um, usually say with values, uh, with vision is, how do you want to feel on a daily basis? When you think about an idle day, what does it look like? How do you feel? What does that person look like? What is that person thinking? What is that person doing? What do your relationships look like? What meaningful work are you doing? These are questions that I like to think about just to give myself a bit of an idea on the way, which way that I want to head with my life, right? Because again, our self-awareness can help us to see what we want to change, but the vision tells us where we want to go after that. And that determines how we use that self-awareness. So we look at our vision, but we also look at our values. So they usually go hand in hand because when we look at our vision, we're also really indirectly thinking about what we value. But a key way to discover values, a key way to look at our values is to actually think of important moments in your life and ask yourself what made that moment important? What was so great about that moment that it made it such a key moment in your life? Because usually that'll give us a little bit of an idea on why that moment is important and what values we're adhering to. Now, our vision and our values are really important because again, they are the direction. They are they they create like a um, a life map for us that shows us where we're heading so we know how to use that self-awareness. So we know how to change our actions because we know which way we're going. So we know how to change our automatic behaviors so that we can respond and start creating the relationships that we envision and live by the values that we envision as well. And then the third step that I would recommend once you've created your vision and your values is then to create your goals. The challenge with goal setting and something that I've done as well before I was even aware of this process and before I did it for myself was I usually go straight to goals. I create lists and lists and lists of goals and that's how I try and change my life. And then I get stuck in that goal creating the goal, setting the plan, trying to take action and getting stuck because I also wasn't aware of why I was getting stuck or the triggers. And even if I did become aware of them, I I didn't really have a vision. I had no idea of the values of what was meaningful to me. So usually the goals that I had as well weren't very motivating because they were based around other people's expectations, my shoulds, um, how I thought I should be, how I thought my family wanted me to be. And that's such a natural way of us thinking, right? We're humans that love to connect. And naturally, we try to create goals around, you know, the things that we think will, will make us happy based on what other people have said. So that's all normal. But just in terms of creating change that's consistent, for me, these three steps have been pivotal. So firstly, creating self-awareness, right? Again, that is telling us 
what we need to change, why we're struggling. That's the thing that really gives us the why our behavior is is so challenging. What experiences dictate our behavior? What automatic feelings and things that come up that keep us in the same loops, in the same relationships, um, having the same responses, taking the same, making the same choices. And the challenge is without that self-awareness, again, we're making decisions on autopilot, right? We're making decisions based on past experiences and we're keeping ourselves in the same situations. So first thing when you're looking at how to change your life is firstly to become self-aware, to create, to become present in smaller moments so that you can become aware of what's coming up for you as it comes up or just after so that you can start creating a space to make different choices. Second one, vision and values, right? Looking at where you want to go, who you want to be, what that looks like, what that feels like, what that's, what that, who that might include, what, per, what people, what relationships. Again, creating that inner guide, that inner map that helps us to use that self-awareness efficiently and also looking at our values, right? What's important to us? How do we want to live? What's our internal compass? The values are such an important step as well because, you know, you might value time with your family and then you might become self-aware of what happens when you stop working. Maybe there's a sense of guilt. Maybe there's a, an attitude or an expectation from, from family that have stopped you from taking more time with your own family. And without that awareness of that value that you've been holding onto, you can't actually change or shift into the vision and values that you're looking at. And again, knowing what you truly value is an inner compass. It helps us to make different decisions in those moments. When we become aware of the vision and the values, we use that in conjunction with the self-awareness to start making different decisions. And finally, creating those goals after going through all of this. So for me, again, creating the goals was so different when I became self-aware and had a vision and values because it helped me to stay motivated and understand my goals because the vision and the values is our why. The vision and the values are the reason that we have created these goals, right? So every time that we're scared to take action or we're procrastinating, we can reflect back on the vision that we have and the values that we have and use that to continuously drive us. So these are the three steps that I would recommend when it comes to creating change. And the first two steps are self-awareness and the vision and values are something that we talk about in the membership and we go through exactly how to do that with guidebooks and everything. So make sure to jump on the wait list if that's something that you're interested in. But otherwise, these are definitely the three steps. Becoming self-aware, creating that self-awareness moment, creating your vision and your values, thinking about what's important to you, what you want your life to look like, and then creating goals from this space. Again, that self-awareness will play through this whole process because it'll help us to determine what actions to take, what choices to make differently. And once we become aware of how our choices are holding us back or how our past experiences are holding us back, you don't come back from it. I love that. Once you become self-aware of something, it's game changing. So I hope this episode has been really helpful for you. I know that the self-awareness process and the vision and values process has played such an important part in my work today because this is what's helped me to become aware of this, of aware of where I want to go, but also when something's holding me back, for example, the procrastination or the struggle, I'm able to use that self-awareness to understand why I'm finding that change so difficult and how I can then take a different action or make a different choice to support me. So again, I hope you found this episode helpful. Don't forget to jump on the membership waitlist if that's something you're interested in, but until then, we'll catch you in the next episode.
You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. 